Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today as I start, you see these plants beside me. These are actually called trees, by the way. I didn't know that. I got a lesson on that. I want you to know, so I want to make a confession to you, that when it comes to someone having a green thumb, Rhonda and I, Rhonda or I, nor I, possess it. <clears throat> Everything dies at our house. I'm not kidding. Like, we have to have those things that doesn't take any maintenance because neither of us are good at it. We just, we're not very good with plants. They don't look good. And so, um, so we're not, we don't have that green thumb. But I want to tell you today that as we begin today's message, I want to talk to you about how to live the good life. The good life. If, if I could say anything, this is a discovery that I've made. It's a principle of the scripture and today, what I'm going to tell you is going to be, if you, will, if you will put into practice what I'm going to share with you, as I'm striving to do, I promise you, your life will get good. It will get good. It will get better. And you're going to enjoy life. And so today, as we begin to talk about this, I want to go right to the verse of Luke 6, 38. I've been hung up on this verse a little while because I'm, it's beginning to have more and more meaning to me. And it simply says this, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Do you know what he's teaching us there? One thing that we've learned is this, is God's economy is you can't outgive God. He says, given it shall be given. That's, well, that's one thing we've learned. But the second thing that we learn from this verse is this, is that when I give, I live. Did you hear that, everybody? When I give, when I give, I live. There's something that comes alive in me. When I give, there's something that comes alive in me. Now, so I'd like for you to say those words with me. I've taught you over the years that when we give, people live, so it's going to be very challenging for us today. But I want you to, I want to change the wording just a little bit. And I want us to personalize it because it's what comes alive. So would you say with me, when I give, I live. Let's say it, ready? <clears throat> when I give, I live. When I give, I live. I want to share four, four things with you today <clears throat> that prove what I'm trying to say. I think that we struggle in our world that, that we, it's all about when I get, I'm happy. When I get, and I'll do anything to get. And we're always struggling to get. And when we live our lives to get, it's amazing that we do so much stuff to our life when we try to do so much to get that we end up damaging our life. We try, everything's about me getting. I got to do this to get, I got to get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. And when we try to keep getting, 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 we do so much that we damage our lives. But the scripture teaches, Jesus said, <clears throat> given it shall be given. 
that when I change my philosophy from trying to get and I change my philosophy to give, that somehow I begin to live to the fullest, a good life. And this way right here is me working, me trying to do all that I can do. Continual work is stress, 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 stress. And this way, it's natural. It just happens. So you can keep working so hard to try to have the good life or you can learn the principles of God's word and it'll just be a byproduct. And it just happens. The first thing I want to tell you is this. Number one, how to have the good life. Number one is give your attention to God through prayer. Give your attention to God through prayer. We, we think that it, it, in order to have peace in our life, that we have to do all these things to have peace. So we think in our culture today, it's like do whatever it takes to have peace. Whatever you like, if you like it, have peace. There'll be no wrong. If you think it'll make you happy, then do it. But everything that we think makes us happy doesn't make us happy, right? Matter of fact, the, one of the marks of maturity is this, is understanding that everything that feels right is not right. And then sometimes everything that feels wrong is not wrong, right? Because there's sometimes when I got to love my enemy, that feels wrong to me. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen? Biblical love doesn't always feel good. You know, that's doing good for another person no matter how you feel. That doesn't always feel. It feels wrong. Because what feels right is this. Oh, you can just put your little holy hat under your seat. You're not fooling me. I know you. <laughs> and we'll do anything. We'll do anything in our lives and, and when, we'll, to get peace. And so, we, we, you know, if it means drinking, to we just can't remember anymore, drugging, or if it means more than that, if it means fitting in. We will do anything to try to fit in because we think if we fit in, then we'll, if everybody will like us and we'll feel better about ourselves. And when you try to fit in by getting attention, that's what we want. We want to get everybody else's attention. We think if, everybody's, if we got everybody else's attention and they're looking at us, then we're going to have peace because we're somebody. But in the whole time we're doing that, we damage ourselves. <clears throat> Isn't that what the like button is all about on social media? Is saying, I want your attention, I want your attention. Oh, look, I got 30 people's attention. I got 30 likes. <laughs> yes. And we will do dumb things on social media to get those things, won't we? Caitlin, this, you know, TikTok come out a couple years ago, and I didn't know about TikTok. I knew about the clock. I didn't know about TikTok. And my daughter, Caitlin's like, you know, well, this is going on TikTok. This is going on TikTok. I said, Caitlin, let me tell you something. I could, I could blow up that TikTok just like this. And we got, we got into a little conversation about who could get the most likes on TikTok. <laughs> see, what she didn't know is I know that people that, when those young people like to see older people like me do stupid stuff. And so it was through the pandemic, and so she, I said, well, let's just try it. She said, okay. So she got her phone out, and I just, I just had, I had my T-shirt on me just to spur the moment. I had my T-shirt on. I said, okay, you ready? She said, ready. I said, <laughs> I did some crazy move like that. She recorded, put it on TikTok. See, I'm telling you, young people, you like us being stupid like that. I got more likes than her. <laughs> But what I want you to know is I damaged my tree because I pulled my back out. 
We will try to get attention. The Bible says this, listen, if you want peace, you don't do it by getting other people's attention. You do it by giving your attention to God. Not trying to get attention, but giving your attention. The Bible says it this way, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the what, everybody? Peace. Peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So here's what I want to tell you. When you give your attention to God, it's amazing how your tree grows. But when you keep trying to get everybody else's attention, it's amazing how your tree's damaged. That's why we say at SEC, a prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. Did you hear that, everybody? A prayer-filled mind, giving my attention to God, giving my attention to God. When I give my attention to God, it's amazing how peace flows into my life and my tree is green. But when I try to get peace, it's amazing how I damage my tree. That's why we're saying these words today. When I give, I live. Let's say that together. You ready? Come on. When I give, I live. Let's say it again. When I give, I live. When I give, I live. My tree comes alive. My life comes alive. The second thing is this. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Some of you don't have a clue what I'm talking about because you're not a follower of Jesus. See, your tree is never going to look like this if you don't have Jesus in your life. Why? Because he is the Prince of Peace. You can never have peace without the Prince of Peace. You can do everything in this world. You can have all the fame, fortune. You can have all the money. You can have all you want in the world, and your tree will still look like this without Jesus. Amen, everybody? So if you want to move from this to this, then you've got to have Jesus. So right now, let's just stop. I want to give you the opportunity to ask Jesus to come live inside of you so that your life can look like this. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads? All of you online as well. If today, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you just pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for trying to do it all my way. I want to do it your way. I love you. Help me to do your will. Save me, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, we give God a hand for all the people who just prayed that prayer. <clears throat> if you prayed that prayer, would you check the box on the card that says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower today? I didn't want you to have to wait until the end of the service. Because right now you've got a peace. You, if you prayed that prayer a minute, you know that if right now, if you were to die right now, that you go to heaven and be with God. Friend, that is peace. Amen, everybody? That's peace. So online as well, check that card because I want to send you something in the mail that will help you. The second thing is this. Number two, how to live the good life is give encouragement to others. Give encouragement to others. Now, the problem that we got in our culture today, we think in order to help my tree. See, my tree, my tree needs some help. We think to help my tree is what we got to do is we see somebody else's tree doing really well. We think in order to make my tree better, I got to mess up their tree. And so what we do is this, it's called gossip, everybody. And what we do is that we see somebody that's up here and we feel like we're down here. So what we will do is we'll talk bad about them and talk about how bad they are and criticize them. And, and in order to do that, we want to try to bring them down to where we are. 
Instead of us going up to where they are, we try to bring them down. And let me just tell you something. If you're, if you're tearing somebody down, that means that you have to be lower than them to get leverage to pull them down. And that means you're a low-down person. Did you hear that, everybody? It takes a low-down person to pull somebody in. You've got to be lower than them. So that means you're, you're stooping low and you're going to be a low-down person when you try to pull somebody else down. And that is exactly what the world does, and that's exactly what they try to tell you to do. To get ahead, you pull somebody else down. That's what I hate about political season, and it seems like we're in one all the time. It's like it teaches us, in order for you to get ahead, you've got to talk about what a low-life, sorry dog that person is. Don't you get into that. That's, we're, we, li we live for Jesus Christ. We don't live for worldly values. Amen, everybody? We're not of this world. Our home is not here. Our citizenship is in heaven. We don't live like that. No, we encourage one another. The Bible says this in Ephesians 4.29. Don't let, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Oh, dear God, that means that some of us can't speak. But only what is helpful for what, everybody? According to their need, that it may what, everybody? Benefit. It may benefit those who hear. The best way to build somebody up is to encourage them. Here's, what I, here's a secret I want you to know. Here it is. I want you to know this. Discouraged people... Discouraged people, discouraging people, let me say it this way, discouraging people are discouraged people. If, you, if you're a person that's always speaking negativity and you're always discouraging and always talking about what's going on and you're the griper and you're the complainer, let me tell you something. It's going to be very hard for your tree to look like this. It's going to look like this. You're going to look like this. And I, what I want you to know is this, is that if you're an encouraging person, then encourage, encouraging people are encouraged people. The, discouraging people are discouraged people, but encouraging people are encouraged people. It's very, very hard for you to help someone else's tree look like this and your tree not look like this as well. If you want to move from this to this, then friend, you stop talking bad about everybody and stop talking about how bad it is, how bad the world is, and you look for somebody that you can lift up and you can encourage it, and you can say, you can make it. You're going to get through this. I know that God's with you. I know God's got a plan for you. You don't you give up. You got this. You're going to make it. Amen? It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how, how much life we spend on discouraging topics and bringing people down. But we're to encourage one another. We're to lift one another up. And it's the secret that's missing in our lives. You can never take, you can never lift somebody else up without you being lifted up yourself. You, the, be, the way you get a pick me up is not give me your attention. It, it, it's not give me encouragement. No, it's giving encouragement. The more you give, the more you live. The more you give, the more you live. The more you give, the more you live. It comes alive on the inside of you. The Bible says it this way. Hebrews 10, 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. In other words, I will look at every one of you. Those of you that are watching online, if you can make it to God's house, you should make it to God's house. 
You need, you need the encouragement that's in this room. Amen, everybody? Amen. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. God uses people like you to help people get through this life. You are called to be an encourager. You're not called to be a discourager. Oh, the devil will call you to be a discourager. Amen, everybody? And it's time for the church to quit doing the devil's work. Woo! What did that pastor eat today? I don't know. But he's all over my toes today. Why? Because I want you to move from this tree to this tree. Amen, everybody? And listen, God has called us to be a church. We're not just a, we're not a building. We're not, when people drive by, they say, well, that's a great church. No, no, that's a great building. Now, when they see you out at your workplace, in your schoolroom, wherever you are, and they see you, we called to be the church that says, Stockbridge Community Church is one of the most encouraging churches I've ever seen. Because on my job the other day, I was so down, and one of the people from Stockbridge Community Church walked by. And they just lifted me up. I was so down at school the other day. I didn't know what I was going to do. But somebody from Stockbridge Community Church, that person lifted me up. Listen, won't it be great? Isn't it going to be great because we have a reputation of being an encouraging church? That you can count on those people to lift you up wherever they meet you, wherever they are. We could be in the airport and we're going to encourage you. We could be, we could be at the playground. We're going to encourage you because God has called us to be encouraging people. Yes. Oh, I'm more excited about it than you are. <laughs> God's called us. So when you stop and you shake somebody's hand and said, it's going to be all right. You know what? You're encouraging them. You're giving them. You know, discouraged people. Let me say this. I got to move on. Discouraged people are discouraged because somebody stole their courage. Somebody, somebody, they allow somebody to take their courage. Encouraged people are encouraged because someone gave them courage. Which one you want to be? Do you want to be the one that's always taking somebody, making them a little more afraid, making them a little more timid, taking more of their peace? Or do you want to be the one to help them make their tree look like this? Because when I give, I live. When I give, I live. When I give encouragement, I am encouraged. When I give, I live. And when you give, when you, give you live. Amen, everybody? All right. So I got a next step for you. I will do my best to speak encouraging words to those around me. Would you check that box? Because this weekend, when you get around your family, some of those people you don't see until this weekend, and you know know they haven't changed a bit, and this sermon's going to be challenged because it's going to be very tempting to walk out there and look like this tree. But no, 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 because you go to Stockbridge Community Church, and we are a church that's alive and well. We're going to be the church even at Thanksgiving in our own home. Amen? Amen. That's right. We're not going to be discouraged. Uh Uh-uh. I don't care what they say. They ain't bringing me down because it gets too bad. I'll just walk out. Right? Okay, all right. Number three, the third thing I would tell you is this. <clears throat> how, to give, how to live a good life 
is to give help to others. Give help to others. I'm gonna, I, sometimes I think I'm too transparent with you, but that's just the way it is. When I was, when I was a teenager coming up, or young, even younger than that, you know, my parents are divorced, and I went to live with my dad when I was like 14. But I can remember my dad, he had his, he had his chair. Anybody else, you remember your dad maybe having a chair, like it was dad's chair. Nobody, you don't sit in that chair. It's dad's chair. That's his throne. Because I know it's his throne because dad was king in the living room. When dad sat in his chair, it's like all of a sudden, you know, I am, I'm the, I'm the king. How do I know that? Because we were all his subjects. <laughs> Back in the day, we didn't have a remote control. You know what I'm saying? We didn't, uh-uh. There wasn't none of this. You had to get up and turn the television. Anybody remember those days? Yeah, that's right. Some of you got to Google this, all right? It's true. Fact check it. But dad didn't need one of those. He had us. If he wanted the television turn, he'd say, hey, Jeff, Scott, Wendy, come here. We go in there. What, what, yeah, what is it, Dad? Turn the television. <laughs> Turn the television. That's the way it was. My dad sat in his chair in the, in the evening. He'd drink him a glass of tea. When his tea was in, when he finished his tea, he wanted more tea. He just, just ran the ice. <laughs> He'd rattle that ice. My stepmother wouldn't say a word. <laughs> Jump right up, go over and get dad's tea glass, go take a fill it with tea and bring it down, give it back to dad, give it back to him. Now, as a young teenager, I'm gonna tell you, this was very appealing. I said, I cannot wait to get, get my own house and have my, my throne, my chair. So Rhonda and I got married. One of the first pieces of furniture that I bought was a recliner. That's Jeff's chair. No, wait, that's Jeff's chair, just the two of us. I remember sitting in Jeff's chair one evening, and she was sitting over on the sofa, and I was drinking a glass of tea. My got empty, but it came empty. I rattled the ice and the tea and the glass. She just kept watching television. I thought, dear God, something's wrong with this woman here. I rattled it a little bit louder. She didn't move. I finally started shaking. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, what's, what's wrong with you? You're broken. Something's wrong with you. I've seen this a million times. This is... She said, what's wrong with you? I said, well, my tea's empty. She said, well, Jeff, there's a gallon in the refrigerator. Go get you some. The reason I share that with you is because... My tree was badly damaged. <laughs> My first, it was, it was really damaged. Jesus said this in, in Mark 10, 45, and this is what I had to learn in marriage and everything else. Here it is, look what he says. Jesus said, for the Son of Man did not come to be what, everybody? Serve. But to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I want to tell you the secret from your life going here is quit wanting everybody to serve you and you choose to serve everybody else. 
choose to be a servant. It's amazing. When I give help to others, it's amazing how I'm helped. And that's why we have something we call MPH. MPH is not miles per hour at SEC. MPH is this. It's meet people, pray with people, and help people. Let me say that again. It's meet people, pray with people, and help people. That's what MPH is. And that's what we live for. Because we learned this, that if we'll be helped to other people, it's amazing how we get help. Don't take my word for it. Take the wisest man who's ever lived word, Proverbs eleven twenty five. Look what the Bible says. Solomon said this, <clears throat> be generous and you will be prosperous. Help others and you'll be what, everybody? See, you're so busy trying to get it. And when he said, if you'll give it. <laughs> Stop rattling that glass. In your mind, you think, well, why don't they do this for me? Why don't they do that for me? Quit thinking about that and just do it for them. And when you begin to do it for them, it's amazing how you'll be helped. And that when you need help, help will be there. Amen, everybody? You're blessed to be a blessing. If you've got strength in your body, you're able to walk today, you can help somebody. Amen? Let me tell you something. My stepfather, who you know is going through bone cancer now, never seen anybody suffer so bad. The other day, Rhonda got a text from him. And he just said, I hope you're feeling better. Rhonda had had some little something going on that she had shared. He said, I just want you to know, I hope you're feeling better today. Out of a man who's, who's just hurting all the time. But he, but he, he, knew, that, he knew that if he was going to live, that he had to give. And so he, he just said, I want to encourage you. I hope you're doing better. He was thinking about somebody else. And listen, your world gets better when you wake up every day and you say, what good can I do today? Who can I help today? Who can I, whose day can I make today? And your world will get better. You won't be depressed as much as you are right now. You won't have as much anxiety. You'll have a lot more peace. Why? Because you were called to do it. What good can I do today? This is the day the Lord's made. What good can I do today? Man, I'm preaching truth today. I'm telling you. One more thing before we go to the last point. Here it is. There's many of you in this room and many of you watching online that you've already went through growth track and you become a member of SEC. But for some reason, either through the pandemic or whatever, you've not served in the church. You're doing great about serving outside the church, but serving in our church, you maybe have fallen off the wagon. Well, I want to ask you a favor. I need you to get back on the team because God has called us to some big things and we can't do it without you. Amen, everybody? You see, this is what I learned a long time ago. As long as you help and row the boat, you don't have time to rock the boat. Amen, everybody? Because we're going somewhere. We're making a difference. We are not just coming to church to be at church. No, we're a church that's going to make a difference. And we're making a difference in, our, in the lives of our communities. And listen, we're making a, a generational difference. We're changing everything because we're learning biblical love and, and we're sharing it with many people. And when you, when you choose to greet at the front door and you make people feel at home, you're being used by Jesus. When you choose to rock a baby and you, you hold that baby and comfort that baby so that that mom can get one hour of reflection. Preve, you're doing the work of God. Amen, everybody.
So today, if you're here online, you're watching, I want you to do something with me. It says, I'm already a member, but send me information on opportunities to serve in the church. Because we want you on the team, baby. God has called you up. So it's time to get off the sidelines and you've had a long enough break. Amen, everybody? Because we are emptying hell and filling heaven. Amen, everybody? Oh, shoot, I got to hurry up. The fourth one, you ready? The fourth one, how to live a good life is give money to others. Give money to help others. Not just give money to others. Give money to help others. Yeah. Listen, I better clarify that. What are we saying, everybody? What's that statement we're saying? When I give, I live. Let's say it. You ready? When I give, I live. Let's say it again. When I give, I live. Jesus says it again. Here it is, our opening verse. Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. It's amazing what keeps us from giving. The, the, the mindset that keeps us from giving is a scarcity mindset. If I, if I give, then I'm not going to have. And, and because of that, our tree looks so pitiful. But what we learned is this, is that if I give, Jesus said, if you give, it will be given. And if we keep giving, then our tree will look like this. He will make it happen. You see, what I found out that scarcity mindset makes a greedy person. And let me just tell you something. Greedy makes me needy. <laughs> the struggle bus is full of greedy people. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm preaching too good today. I know I'm preaching good because you're quiet. You're quiet because, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. He's throwing, oh, that's got me. We got to learn to be generous. It's amazing how God blesses generosity. That's what we've been talking about this whole message. Now, look what he said in Proverbs 17, 19 and 17. If you help the poor, you are what, everybody? Then to the Lord. Now, what's, let's read this last part out loud. You ready? Come on. And he will repay you. He'll repay you. The manger offering is coming up on December 11th. Our children will be a part of that. We're going to lend to the Lord. Amen, everybody? And God will take care of us. He'll make our tree green. It's amazing. I want to share this with you as my closing thoughts. I read a story a while back that really stuck with me and, and moved me. There was a man one day that was taking a trip across the desert. And he knew how long the journey would take, so he made sure to have uh, his uh, camel and he had plenty of water bags, you know, that, to make sure that he would have enough for the journey across the desert. Well, he gets about three quarters of the way and he's running out of water. He didn't have any water for himself or the camel. And he realizes he's going to die. And all of a sudden he comes up on a little wooden shack right there in the middle of the desert. Right? He's like, wow, what is this? He thought somebody built this to uh, get out of the sun. So I'll go in there and get out of the sun. And as he went in there, he found an old hand pump. One of these old hand pumps you used to pump water out, out of a well with. And so he went over to the pump. He's all, oh, my. And he started pumping the hand pump. And he, and it, he was going, ee, 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 but no water. 
oh man, it's dry. He dropped his head, and when he dropped his head, he saw a little wooden box over in the corner. He, he went over to the little wooden box, and he opened it up, and he found a glass of water there with a note on it. And the note said, if you'll take the water and pour it into the pump, you'll, be, you'll prime the pump, and you'll have all the water that you need. The man saw that note and he saw the water, realizing how thirsty he was. And he thought, I could, I'm really thirsty. I have this sure thing right here. I have, the, I have the water right here. I can just drink the water right now and I probably can live a little longer. <clears throat> or either, I can trust the note and I can pour the water into the pump. Well, he did like what most of us done. He, he just poured just a little bit of water into the pump and, and started pumping. Nothing happened. He poured half of it in and thinking, okay, I still got half of this. I still got some for me. And he pumped a little more. And he could hear something, but nothing happened. And finally, he said, I'm just going to go all in. And he poured it all into the pump. Began to pump and he pumped frantically. He pumped, he pumped, and all of a sudden he heard gurgling down in, in the pump. And, and sure enough, before long, water began to come out. He filled the, he filled the, the jar back up. And then he went and got all his bags off his, off his camel. He filled it up. And he got enough to drink himself. He got enough for the camel. He got enough for the rest of the journey. You know why? Because he's willing to do what the note said. And the note said, if you give, you will live. If you give, you'll live. Pull it out. You've been waiting on it. It's, you've had it. I've given it to you. Five dollars. You pull it out. You got it. You will never be able to leave this church and say, all oh, that church wants your money because we're giving it to you. That's it. We're changing this. That's it. You got your $5? Hold it up. I want to make sure you got it. I want to see it. There you go. I want to see my money. Because I'm giving it to you. All right, you can cut it. Why did I give you this? Because I want to prime your pump. Some of you have not given anything in so long, you've forgotten what it feels to give like, and you're living life like this. And so today, I want to give you this money to tell you to get out of this building, and I want you to go give it. I want you to give it. To, I want you to bless somebody with it. I want you to see what it feels like to give, because I'll do anything. I'll do anything to get you to do what the note says to do. And when you do what the note says to do, it'll change your life, baby. It'll change your life. God has called us that if you will let go of the grip and you'll, you'll loosen up and you'll give, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit of God will do something great in you and He'll bring blessings your way that you never thought possible. God is a generous God. Today, will you prime the pump? Will you let it go? Come on, stand with me, everybody. I want you to hold that $5. I'm going to pray a blessing over it, and I'm going to pray a blessing over you. This, listen, this is for you to give away. Oh, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, oh, that's a gallon and a half of gas right there. I'm going to take my $5. Oh, I can go to McDonald's. I can get two cheeseburgers. Oh, I'm taking my $5. 
Some of you think, that's a pack of bubble gum. <laughs> Taking my five dollars. No, 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 no. Today, all this is, is for you to prime the pump. And you let it go and feel what it feels like to let go. Because, see, that's not your money anyways, right? It's mine. But I've given it to you to give. And the Heavenly Father sends blessing down today. And you say, that's mine. No, it's not yours. He's giving it to you that you can give. And as you give, you live. As you give, you live. As you give, you live. Heavenly Father, today, God, we're holding this money in our hands, oh God, because we realize that you've given it. And God, today, I'm asking you that wherever these people go, that God, they will give this and they will sow the seed and God, they'll let it go. And God, as they release it and as they bless somebody with it, that they'll get that feeling of joy and of peace and to know, God, that you've got more and more where that come from, oh God, because God, we're just priming the pump. We're doing what your word says. So today we'll be obedient to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.